0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unnecessary Noise. I'm your host, TJ Tulloch, and we are getting ready for the holidays. It's mid-December, and uh, this is episode 41. Did I say that already? I don't know. I have the attention span of Guy Pierce in Memento. I used that reference the other day uh, on a group of, I guess, not even millennials, Generation Wires. No idea what I was talking about. It's Memento. A great movie. You ever seen it? No? It's the one where the entire film's shot backwards. You gotta find out why he shot John G. It's Chris Nolan's, like, coming out party for, like, being a director. It's his, uh... It's his big moment before he became this ultra-uber-blockbuster, uh, filmmaker. You know, before the Dark Knight trilogy. And Inception. Inception. What is it, before he did that, he had like, I think he had a couple short films. But, um, this was the big one. Memento was the big one. It had, it had two of the cast of The Matrix. Carrie Ann Moss. And, uh, Joe, is it Joe Pataliano, I want to say. Cypher. Can't believe I pulled that name out of the hat. And Guy, like I said, Guy, uh, Guy Pierce, Mr. Mr. Time Machine himself. Also... If any another good movie, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, super underrated, by the way. I think. I like two guys I, I feel like he's this generation's Val Kilmer. And I don't I know people are gonna dump on me for saying uh for liking Val Kilmer because you know, I mean There's Batman Forever and Iceman, I think that's what he's probably the most known for. But favorite Val Kilmer movie? Tombstone, Doc Holiday, Probably one of the best characters I'd ever seen growing up. I would even say, like, you know what? Probably one of my top five characters of all time. I'm your Huckleberry. You know Daisy. I can't even do it. I can't do it. I feel like Guy Pierce has that same weird... uh, He's kind of fit into the same weird, quirky... uh, Quirky style there. He has, like, because he was in King's Speech. And, uh... He, he has some good character moments. He's kind of evolved into this weird uh, character actor. But he started out as just, you know, the good-looking heartthrob. I don't know. Well, maybe not heartthrob. But like, he was a good-looking actor, A-lister. They tried to make him a heartthrob with Time Machine. Didn't really go as well as it, uh, it could have. I actually didn't mind that movie. I didn't hate it. Um, it had some cool special effects. The story would have been a bit stronger. Would have been. Would have been fun. Would have been a good flick. Well, would have been a flick. Better flick. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm rambling. Wow. Dennis tight tight three on Guy Pierce. What else was he? L.A. Confidential. That was the big movie that he started out in. If you haven't seen L.A. Confidential, I recommend that movie simply for the star power. This is. Back in the day before Russell Crow was the gladiator, before he was an A-Lister, you had him, you had Guy Pierce, you had Jimmy Cromwell, who I think most people would recognize as what's his face from Babe the 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 shepherd? Is it the the owner of Babe good good pig. That's a good pig. I'm trying to think what else. There's uh Who else is in that? Danny DeVito. Kevin Spacey. Okay, some of these names don't hold up as well as they did. Kim Basinger. Uh, What's-His-Face, the guy that was from... uh, Did the Edward R. Murrow film, uh, Goodbye and Goodnight. I think Clooney won... um, I don't know if Clooney won an Oscar for, like, Best Director for it or something. But he was involved in it. Anyway. Yeah. L.A. Confidential. Great film. Why am I talking about this? I don't know. It's the holiday season and I'm rambling... Like a moron, I have to admit I am. I told people a few year, few weeks ago. Speaking of movies, we're going to be talking about movies. To, I think I'm going to be talking about movies today. Um, but I told people that I would, I would be discussing uh, the Don Cherry thing. It's t- times past. I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to talk about it. To quote the Irishman, "It's what it is." I am. I just wanted to address that because I did talk about that on my earlier podcast. I have mixed feelings about it. Um, Yeah. But uh, I don't... Do I really want to get into something that's really past the point at this point? No. Why? Because maybe I did already discuss it on a podcast that you'll never hear because the computer crashed. And that actually is the truth. I had gone into it. I had, I had talked about, I had rambled about my feelings on the whole situation. And I, I was just about ready to end it. And suddenly I looked, and it was about a 20-minute podcast. And sure enough, the screen had frozen. This is on my old computer. I have since gotten a new computer, and this is actually the first podcast since that new computer purchase. uh Unfortunately, it is uh, a little past its prime. so yeah, i am uh I'm not gonna do the Don Cherry thing. I am going to then therefore talk about Christmas. Christmas, Chris, Chris, Christmas, Chris, Chris, Christmas. I I walked into the mall recently, and I hadn't done that in a while. I usually go to the mall maybe once or twice a year. I've started to go more, but uh, I I went I I went for Black Friday, and I also went for uh, for this Christmas just to see what see what the deals are. Most of the stuff I'm getting now, I'm getting online though. Let's be real. If I want something, if there's a specific thing that somebody wants, I'm getting it online for them. Um, It's just an easier find. Christmas is, or the malls are now where you go if you have no idea what a person wants. And you're like, I don't have time for this. I just, you know what? I don't know what to get them. They might like this. They can return it. It's not a big deal. That's where you go. You go to the mall. Just go to the mall. That's... That is the new purpose. They are now the B-Squad. You don't go... It used to be... You go to the mall. You look around. You get ideas. Now I don't have to get ideas. I, I'm like a surgeon. Like I can get exactly what a person wants just by click, click of a button. It's amazing. That's, that's why... Jeff Bezos is winning the war. The shopping war. The Amazon war. That's why he's making money hand over fist because he gets people what they want. It's what it is. I, I watched The Irishman. That's that's the other thing. <laughs> I uh, that movie came out and I gotta say I love it. I love that film and I agree with I agree with all the criticisms. Uh, the one thing I'll say is why the two things that took me out of it. It was uh, one were. Robert De Niro's blue White Walker eyes. I know you're trying to make him look like the guy. And I know this is a complete diversion from my rant on malls. I'll get back to that in a second. Those White Walker eyes looked like they were straight out of Game of Thrones. You know, you did great on... The, I, I didn't even mind the, uh, the de-aging process. I thought that was pretty real on the faces. But those eyes, I, every time i look at I'm like, What the hell... Why the hell are his eyes blue? Like, you just can't stop staring at him. You're like, wow. Cool. And, and if the argument is to make the person, to make De Niro look like the Irishman, then why didn't she try to make Al Pacino look like Jimmy Hoffa? Al Pacino looks like Al Pacino with Shia LaBeouf's haircut hair, uh, from Fury. Or maybe it's Brad Pitt's haircut from Fury. You know, he's got this weird skater cut. That every kid had in the 1990s when they were trying to ollie. And then, and so, that's my argument. It's like, oh, they're all or nothing. Make everybody look like the guy they're trying to look like. Which would have been super weird. You know, you would have had Al Pacino with this massive nose. They already, and it's it's not hard to do. We've seen it done before. Uh, Nicholson's. Uh, portrayal of Hoffa earned the makeup team an Academy Award for the way they did his makeup in the in the 1991 movie, but maybe they were already spending too much on the de aging process itself. I don't know. Um, it was it was interesting. Uh, I watched so so that was the my first criticism. criticism criticism criticism. criticism. Nailed it. Third time's a charm um that's my first criticism of the movie secondly the de-aging the face looked great those guys um still move like 80 year olds 70 and 80 year olds and they all had that weird gait you know what i'm talking about the old man gait And every old man does this. I'm starting to do it now. You get the arms out. You start flaring out like those blurry, uh, like that blurry footage of Bigfoot. You know what I mean? It's almost like, it's almost ape-like. The way that you just, you kind of lumber. I've noticed this a lot with, uh, with older people. And it, and you know. It's, you're not, they're not moving like they're 40. Like, there's this one scene where, you know, spoilers, if you're, if you're going to watch this, go to Netflix and you can check this out, verify me as a source. Um, but, uh, Robert De Niro's character goes down and beats up a shop owner and he walks in and he tries, he just pulls him out of the, the, uh, pulls him over the counter and onto the street, and then starts kicking him in. I got to tell you, those, those kicks, not the, not the best. We could have maybe gotten a pro wrestler in. Heck, some of those old pro wrestlers, those guys can still throw down. I think Hulk Hogan could still throw a pretty good stomp if he wanted to. Now, I'm not saying Hulk Hogan was one of the best wrestlers in the world. In fact, you know, most charismatic character, yeah. But I, I, think, I think he could at least throw a stomp. Austin could at least throw a stomp right now Ric Flair could at least throw a stomp He's still 70 Some of these guys uh, But you know Some of these actors uh, You know Don't throw the, the most convincing uh, Fisticuffs Fisticuffs What was the other movie I saw? Uh, the, one that, the one that made me laugh Too um, Was I think It was a movie done a few years ago Clint Eastwood Was in it It's called Bloodwork and they were trying to make it seem like Clint Eastwood was keep keeping up with this perp. Now, it does, the whole film also cent around, centers around the fact that he's an aging cop. But the one scene where he's trying to jog after this guy, and it's almost like he's making him close. Like, the, the Clint, there's no way Clint's running that hard. You can tell he's jogging, and the other guy, and the way they've cut it is they do a, individual shot of Clint they do a uh, close up shot of the guy from behind so you don't see Clint Eastwood running right behind him you're getting this weird sense of the fact that he's doing it I'm just thinking to myself no one's buying it no no one no there's a time where I guess you just gotta kind of accept and I guess to quote Dirty Harry man's got to know his limitations that's not how he said it but uh he doesn't have a Chicago accent. A man's got to know his limitations. I, I'm saying it like Jack Nicholson now. It, it doesn't work. I guess I've got to know my limitations as well. But uh the, there, the, the Irishman overall. I thought it was an entertaining movie. I thought they did a great job uh, with the de aging process. I, I was, I thought overall it was good. Um. Very fascinating how they did that process. It was nice to see the who's who of gangsters from the 80s and 90s there. You know, you got Harvey Keitel working his way in. Ray Romano did a great job as well. That guy was, that guy had a huge, uh, a huge role in that film. And serious actor. You know, you always think of him as uh, the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. A little goofy. You know, I'm Deborah, Debra, where's mom? Mom, you didn't you gotta watch the kids. Deborah, where are the kids? That's my... That's my. <laughs> but he did he did such a great job in that I thought he was he was awesome as a lawyer. It's just an interesting film. long film, three and a half hours long. I mean a little more. it was a three hour 39 minute movie, you know so watch it over a couple of nights. Having said that, you know, we binge watch Netflix movies all the time these these days. Most people are spending about what three and a half if you're if you got your day off and you need to watch a season of something most people are spending at least you know three or four hours watching it watching the tele but yeah so uh, there's that anyway um, <laughs> I, uh, but yeah overall good movie good good movie go watch it. Probably better than anything you'll see. Really interesting, though, how Netflix picked that up. That thing was in development uh, hell for a few years because no one wanted to foot the bill for the 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 de aging. And Netflix finally said, "We will, we will do that, but we want to have it on our streaming site." So I think the whole movie costs like 120 million. It's really good. I, I yeah. I don't know if I, if I have a choice. That, or the Mandalorian, the meta Mandalorian on the Disney Plus channel. I'm taking, I'm taking Netflix. Yeah. I did get Disney Plus. Have you seen it? Have you watched Disney Plus? Are you watching Disney Plus these days? I don't know. I, I... It's okay. You know, I tried it. I I got that trial. I think I told everybody last time. I got the trial. It's alright. The Mandalorian's better than Solo. Not as good as Rogue One. One thing I will say about Star Wars fans, because the new Star Wars coming out. You know, everyone, everyone talks about, uh, you know, how George Lucas did such a great job. And there's, a, there's this huge thing on the internet. Thing on the internet. Uh, they call themselves the Phantom Menace. Uh, they're angry with the way, the direction Star Wars has been taken you know, they're mad at, you know, J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, you know, the lameness of Solo. Um, and just, there there hasn't been a good movie since the prequels, because that was Lucas's vision. Let me tell you something, okay? I can appreciate the technological advancements of the prequels. First one I even kind of liked. Second and third I could have done with them. I, I liked the first one, because I was at the right age. I was the right demographic. I think I was like 13 when I saw it. It was fun. It was okay. But in hindsight, can I watch them now? No. Which ones can I probably watch? The, the originals. The original trilogy is one you can still watch time and time again. Did L- George Lucas uh, ruin the trilogy with the, with the prequels? No. I'm gonna tell you what ruined the, the Star Wars franchise, okay? And it wasn't, it was not the new trilogy, it was not the or- old trilogy. It was Ewoks, 1985 Ewoks. Everybody forgets about this. Everyone forgets. Everyone thinks that you know George Lucas was this some visionary, at uh, you know, and he was. I'm not taking credit. I'm not taking credit away from him. But you know, the one of the most controversial things of Return of the Jedi was uh, was the Ewoks, and guess what? He turned it into two TV movies. Yes, there were TV movies made about the Ewoks and a little kid. So he was already skewering for a younger demographic right after the the original trilogy because he knew that he could sell toys. Okay, he's he was that's the whole point of Star Wars to sell toys, and so Dis, that's why Disney bought it. It's I was watching that show, The Toys That Made Us, right? It's like what? Half of, half of the total funds gained from the movie, or what was it? the The toy sales doubled what the movie made. Interesting, right? So, anyway, um, yeah. So all these people that are saying, "Oh, this new Skywalker movie is gonna stink," and it's terrible. Uh, who cares? Who cares? It's a movie. Just stop it. Do I watch? You know, do I do I go rewatch um, Alien Resurrection, Alien Three? No, no. I, I I have not seen Alien Three or Alien Resurrection. Probably in like 10, 15 years. I will rewatch Aliens to my heart's content. I'll I'll rewatch T Two. I'll check out i'll I'll give the new franchise films a shot, but they'll get a one- off and chances are if I don't like the story, I just go back to where Terminator two to Terminator Two left off to where Terminator two uh or the second aliens basically when when James Cameron left the franchises of both films and you just think, hey, the best story was here. And the most satisfying ending to, for my characters was here. That's what you gotta do. Ended it at Return of the Jedi. No one... Like, you don't have to watch Han die. Right? I mean, they're all stories. Nothing is... Nothing is set in stone. This is fiction. That's why I have to laugh. People are, people are so mad about the... Uh, the Disney not saying their expanded universe is canon. Who cares? All these fans are up in arms that oh these oh, the books don't count and these things don't happen anymore. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to matter. You know. It. If it's if it happens it, because these all these characters are imaginary, and they're all figments of someone's imagination. Take them on your own journeys. Who cares? Better yet, make your own characters. Stop. Stop complaining that someone else is ruining your your vision of what happened. That's why, again, that's why all these. I I and I fell into this trap a little bit too with Batman. I think I I love Batman. I was really disappointed in the Zack Schneider interpretation interp- interpretation <laughs> of Batman v Superman. And again, I just am like, yeah, I'm just probably not going to watch it. It's not the end of the world. I don't care. I got other things. Heck. I know what Batman stories I do like. It's nice to see the character go in a direction I, I I enjoy. But you know what? There are other there are other things. It's fiction. Everything is fiction. Anyway. That's that's my take. Am I gonna see the new Star Wars, the third Star Wars? Probably eventually when it comes to video. I don't know if I'm going to go watch it in theaters. I just don't care. I stopped I really stopped caring. I ne- I never really cared for um probably Attack of the Clones. Like I'd go I'll go if a bunch of friends are going to see the new Star Wars, but I'm like, ah. I just what's the point? You know, Lando's back. I do like the fact that Lando Calrissian's back in there. He's cool. Everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to see him kill him off. <laughs> just let's not kill Lando. Come on, can, can, we, can we? Can he be the only? Sur- can we have one surviving member from the original trilogy? That's why I mean, you know what? Say what you want about Star Trek. You know, all you all you Star Wars fans, but hey, Star Trek was smart. The next generation was smart up until Generations because you know what we did? We didn't kill off the characters. We just aged them so they were irrelevant to the current storyline, right? You know, you look at uh, Encounter at Farpoint. McCoy's 130 years old. He looks like he's had a good life. What's that? What's that? McCoy, uh, he's talking to Data? Are you a Vulcan? You got you got Scotty poking up. Spock makes a cameo appearance. I think... Who's it? Is it... Uh, Sulu and Uhura? Are they the only ones that don't end up making appearances on the show? Like... At all in the series. Because you had... Who else did they have? Well, I mean, Kirk was in Generations. Heck, even Sarek makes an appearance. Those are all... Sarek is Spock's dad, for those of you guys that don't know. The only guy they ruined. The only... The only character that was ruined um, in Star Trek, unfortunately, was Captain Kirk in that Generations movie. Which, again... I just pretend doesn't exist. In fact, William Shatner pretended didn't exist because he wrote two books on the return of Captain Kirk, like the Borg reharvest his body and bring him back to life. And also the way he dies in that movie is so dumb. And if you listen to Shatner trying to explain it, he's like it's just amazing. I wanted to look out onto the world. And see the world for the first time. I wanted Kirk to see the world for the first time, the way he had all those years ago. So I thought the best way to say it was, oh my. He's just, if you watch them, the movie's terrible. The movie, like, Captain Kirk falls down. Falls. The way Captain Kirk, the guy that literally is traveled back in time, dodged Klingon bullets, dodged Romulan bullets, um, you know, it's saved presidential assassinations, had his ship blown up, been marooned, uh, done all these things. Again, saved the galaxy multiple times. Finally, uh, succumbs to a rock slide. Worst way, the captain could die. Like, let him take a bullet per, for Picard. Anyway, that was my that was my one beef. Just even if even if he's shooting, you know, even if (laughs) even if Malcolm McDowell's character had literally you, you don't have to have Kirk slide. You have Captain you can have literally have Malcolm McDowell's character shoot for Picard and then Kirk just jumps in front, takes a bullet, says, you know, anything for the captain of the Enterprise. Holds his hand. Good passing of the torch and then we have a nice funeral for captain kirk nails it but that's neither here nor there see even i get even i get testy about little fan fiction things that was the only one they ruined i guess my point being going back to going back to what star trek did right overall about the franchise and how they introduced a new character they just put it further ahead in the future that's what star wars should have done i don't want to see old versions of my characters if they if i am Maybe we can, maybe we can kind of have them so that they're, uh, I don't know, just helping. You know, they're in a time vortex. I don't need to see Han Solo get stabbed by his son in a in kind of a meaningless battle. I get Obi Wan. I don't know, whatever. I don't care. I just don't. I'm over it. I'm over. I'm over Star Wars. I think I was over Star Wars. After, like I said, after Attack of the Clones. You know why? Because I, I, it was the first time I had fallen asleep in a film. And I was grade 11. I think it was grade 11 when that movie came out. I went to see it and I, I'd never fallen asleep. It was just such a long movie. And I remembered them, like, on a rainy planet. And it was just, I just was done. Anyway, that's it. I'm out. I guess the moral of the story today is uh, you know, if you're going to make a space movie it doesn't matter. Make your own space movie. Don't be don't be trapped by the the shackles of a corporation that only wants your money. You know, it doesn't matter. They don't control fictional characters. They may in their universe. Make your own. Anyway, that's it. Have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Follow me on on Twitter and on Instagram. At TJ on Twitter. At TJ on Instagram. <sighs> and Teach's Corner on Snapchat. That's it. Peace.